السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا على الصلاة إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداه وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All praises belonging to Allah Azza wa Jal and may the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions in entirety, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal 
on this blessed day of Friday to revive the Ummah of Muhammad and to guide us and to guide through us and to help us navigate the difficulties and trials of our times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better the condition of the Ummah and give victory to our brothers and sisters in Gaza and in Palestine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them victory over their, their oppressors. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rid the land of oppressors and transgressors and of those who've spread corruption and lies and hypocrisy and those who've used their powers to abuse uh, human beings and transgress against the boundaries of Allah azza wa jal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rid the earth of those who uh, take away innocent lives and those who cause children to be orphaned and, and women to be widowed and demolish buildings indiscriminately. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better our condition and allow us to see a unified ummah upon goodness and upon prosperity and allow justice to prevail. Allahumma ansur ikhwanana al-mujahideena fi Gaza wa fi Palestine. Allahumma ansurhum ala aduwika wa aduwihim. Allahumma alayka bi mantagha fi al-bilad. فأكثر فيها الفساد اللهم صب عليهم سوط عذاب اللهم تقبل شهداءنا اللهم تقبل شهداءنا اللهم تقبل شهداءنا وحكم دماءنا اللهم اشفي صدور قوم مؤمنين اللهم اشفي صدور قوم مؤمنين اللهم اشفي صدور قوم مؤمنين والله give healing to our hearts from the pain that we feel for seeing the oppression happening and not being able to change it or stop it immediately. Ya Rabb, give healing to the hearts of every believer. Give healing to the hearts of every human being that's feeling oppressed and transgressed against. Ya Rabbil Alameen, Allahumma Ameen. Amma ba'd, brothers and sisters, we've been reflecting on the reality of Gaza and Palestine for a month plus from many different angles. There's so many things to learn lessons from. There's so many things to find guidance through. Many different scenes every single week that um, touch our hearts in different ways, trigger different emotions, between sadness, between anger, between hope and inspiration, and many other feelings beyond that. Last week we were speaking about emotional fatigue and how we as an ummah are actually guided through affliction. The Qur'an, as we see it, the most powerful spiritual verses in it are those verses that are speaking to very difficult moments in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. Whether we're talking about Surah Al-Anfal, or Surah Al-Tawbah, or Surah Al-Fatih, or Surah Al-Ahzab, these surahs have many spiritual lessons within them to guide us and guide our hearts. Brothers and sisters, the powerful scenes from Gaza this week for those who are following, and we all should be to a certain extent following and be aware of what's happening on the ground. Seeing kids taking shower in the ocean, taking their showers in the ocean because they don't have anywhere else to do it. And seeing a father, as his kids are showering themselves in the ocean, saying, we want to at least be clean so that when our time comes and we're killed, people are going to carry our bodies and we're at least clean. Seeing the march from the north to the south conjures very painful memories. Very painful memories of our past where people were forced out of their homes, needed to walk out of their homes because of the oppression that was being leveled against them. And also, other scenes that really inspire every believer's heart and give us a feeling of hope and power. Seeing that 90-year-old Ghazan woman. There's a video about this. This Ghazan woman, 90 years old. 
Her home was demolished. Hardly anything remains intact. There's a roof that's uh, very, uh, it's on the verge of collapsing. And the people were trying to tell her, Hajja, it's not safe. You have to leave. You can't stay here. And she said to them, I'm not going anywhere. 90 years old, teaching the Ummah of Muhammad today. Resilience and power. That's what the people of Gaza are teaching us. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. Allahu Akbar. Seeing other stories that are coming out of there. As we see, and this, this hits the heart. For anyone who's watching these scenes, Seeing all those people call out through the videos over there. Where are you, O world? Where are you, O Muslims? We're being slaughtered and killed. Why aren't you doing anything about it? We're waiting on long lines for water. There's no food. That reminds us of certain points in our history, brothers and sisters, where the ummah was able to have a different response. It reminds us of, وَمُعْتَصِمَةً a point in history during the Abbasid Khilafah when, a man, when the Khalifa at the time, his name was Al-Mu'tasim Billah, was told about the call a woman made as she was taken prisoner and this land, this town called Amuriya in what's now known as Turkey fell to the rule of the Romans. At the time, the Byzantines. It fell to them. And she was taken prisoner. And she called out, Wa mu'tasimah, O mu'tasim, where are you to save us? And at the time, the Byzantines laughed at her and said, where they, where, Where's mu'tasim going to come for you now? He's not going to come anywhere for you. Right? And when he was told this, he gathered an army. And he went to Amuriya. And conquered Amuriya once again and it came back to the Muslim folds and he went and he told the woman, please witness for me that I answered your call. That was a point in history where the Muslims were able to mobilize and find strength. But still brothers and sisters, our belief as we said last week is rooted in this verse. Nothing's going to befall us or afflict us except what Allah wrote for us. He is our Mawla. He's our aid. And He is our supporter. And our trust is in Him. Brothers and sisters, we spoke about this issue as it appears on the outside in many of the past khutab, many of our talks. The web of lies and the hypocrisy of politicians and, and, and we spoke about the, uh, the, the toxic sense of tribalism, the blindness, how the masks have been removed. Those people who are calling for human rights and, and those people who are calling for animal rights and the rights of the environment and, and all of this proved to be this fake sense, disingenuous approach. Not liberating the world in any sense. Rather just as being as blind as Abu Jahl in pre-Islamic Arabia. This blind support of Zionism that we saw in the media. We spoke about that a lot. And truth and history has shown us that these realities will always be there. 
The hypocrites were there during the time of the Prophet ﷺ. The falsifiers and those propagandists were there during the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Saying about the Prophet ﷺ that he is a liar, he is a magician, he seeks to break apart our families and ruin our community. Right? And it was there before. <laughs> during the time of Fir'aun. When he said very uh, compassionately, so to say, he said, he said to the people of Fir'aun, وَقَالَ فِرْعَوْنُ ذَرُونِي أَقْتُلْ مُوسَى وَلْيَدْعُ رَبَّهِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ أَنْ يُبَدِّلَ دِينَكُمْ أَوْ أَنْ يُظْهِرَ فِي الْأَرْضِ الْفَسَادِ Please, O oh my people, let me just kill Musa and finish him off. I'm afraid for you guys. He's going he's gonna to corrupt your faith. And he's going to spread corruption in the land. Musa's going to ruin everything for you. Right? And they're going to, it's they're going to be reminded of this reality in hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this. That the true terrorists of the world and the true oppressors of the world will say, Where are those terrorists? We don't see them. Where are those evil people? We thought they're going to be here in hellfire with us. On the day of judgment, they will also look. Where, where are they? Did we just not see them? Or were we the ones at fault? Were we wrong? Brothers and sisters, with all of what we said in the past khutbahs, I need to bring this stuff back home. I need to bring it back to me. As we hinted and alluded to in these khutbahs in the past, What's happening in Gaza should change me as a person. Should inspire me to make a roadmap to change. What does a roadmap to change look like? Well, there's one way to answer this as an individual, right? For me, how are these circumstances going to change me? And then there's another way to look at it as a community. What does a roadmap for change look for us as a community? How is Gaza going to change the way we deal with Things as a community on every single level. What priorities are going to shift? Where are we going to place our priorities? Where are we going to find our power source? Are we going to continue to believe in the facade, the false powers that be that continue to utilize us as a community? Namely, the politicians with their political agendas. Are we going to continue to fall into this Deception that is that pulls at us with one distraction here and another distraction there. No, we learned from the people of Gaza what it means to truly be courageous and truly, truly be weak. Now, here there's a critical thing. If I want to answer this question on a personal level, what does a roadmap for change look for me as a person? I need to know where the answer starts. It starts from a deeply spiritual realization. Not everything is as it seems in the observed reality. There is alam al-shahada, the witnessed observed reality in this dunya, and then there is alam al-haqiqa, the realm of ultimate truth. 
that's in the unseen behind these appearances. Allah tells us in the Quran, every single mu'min, beware, don't be those person, one of those people who buys into shallow appearances of dunya. Allah says, They buy into the outer appearance of dunya and they're utterly heedless of the reality of the hereafter. The point for change for the believer starts from this spiritual realization of viewing things through the, this otherworldly lens. We mentioned in the last khutbah, Allah teaches us about the futility of falsehood. The efforts of falsehood will prove to be in vain. We will see it with our eyes and, sh- and history has already shown us this. History is the graveyard of oppressors. How many nations have risen and fallen? We've read about this and heard about it through history. History gives a reminder to every person who wants to abuse their power. Hey, watch out. There's been someone way more powerful than you in the past. And guess where they ended up? The futility of falsehood is mentioned in the Quran. Allah says, "Inna al-ladina kafaru yunfiquna amwalahum liyasudu an sabilillahi fasayunfiquna, thumma takunu alayhim hasra, thumma yuglabuna wal-ladina kafaru ila jahannam yuhsharun." Allah says, "Those who disbelieve and promote falsehood and promote oppression, those who promote wrongdoing, will spend their money to turn people away from truth. They will spend it." And then it'll lead to their ultimate regret. And then upon their regret, they will be defeated. And upon their defeat, they will be gathered upon hellfire. That's what the verse is saying to us. Brothers and sisters, there's these other beautiful verses that also highlight this point of change. Where does this roadmap for change start? This otherworldly reality. You know, if you look at the situation in Gaza through Alam al-Shahada, the observed reality, you might see, oh, these people are an oppressed people. They're being, um, you know, destroyed by one of the most powerful armies in the world. And they're masakin, and they lost their homes, and they lost their children, and they lost their family. But in alam al haqiqah and in the realm of truth and reality, the Prophet ﷺ describes this dynamic in a very different way. Things aren't as they seem. In fact, the true defeated one is that person hiding in his tank, thinking that he could demolish everything in his way. Yet Allah casts fear in his heart by some people who don't have anything, have very little means, and Allah puts a sense of courage and resilience in the hearts of these people. The Prophet tells us about this reality. He says about Palestine and about Bayt al-Maqdis, beautiful hadith, the Prophet he says, لا تزال طائفة من أمتي على الحق ظاهرين لعدوهم قاهرين لا يضرهم من خالفهم أو in another hadith says لا يضرهم من خذلهم إلا ما أصابهم من لأواء حتى يأتيهم أمر الله وهم كذلك 
The Prophet ﷺ seems to describe this group. The hadith says, There will remain a people in this area of Jerusalem and the areas surrounding it. A people who will remain steadfast to truth and will remain dominant over their enemies. And nothing will, be, and nothing will harm them except the trials and afflictions that Allah has decreed upon them. Until Allah's affair comes to them while they're like that. That's something the Prophet ﷺ said. Look at this spiritual lens into re- You could look at what's happening on the ground. Illegal settlements. You could look at the open air concentration camp that the people of Gaza are in. You could look at the illegal seizure of lands. You could look at the airstrikes leveled against residential buildings. And then you could look at the hypocritical response of other powers, political powers in that area, waiting for Gaza to be finished off just so they could get a little power. I'm ready to lead Gaza. Right? So you could see that through Alam al Shahada. But in Alam al Ghaib, there's another reading to it. Prophet speaks to the volumes of character that are in those people. Who will remain resilient in the face of all the aggression and the oppression that they're going to face? Look at this. These beautiful verses. Wallahi, beautiful verses. They're a reminder for every single person who dares abuse position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ Brothers, تَقَدَّمُوا إِلَى الْأَمَامِ We have a lot of brothers waiting at the door. إِفْسَحُوا يَفْسَحِ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ If you see any space, please fill it. جَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرُ Any space, please fill it in. Look at this, brothers and sisters. The day every arrogant person and every oppressor will be brought to his knees. No more power, no more superpowers, no more weaponry, no more technology. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here. On that day, everything will cease to exist. Nothing will remain. Then they'll be all brought back for their resurrection, observing, waiting. What's going to happen? Then Allah says, On that day, there will be a power source, a light source, a source of nur. Not coming from anything that people did. The nur of Allah Azza wa Jal will envelop existence altogether. Everyone will be brought and the, the, the books of actions will be laid forth. On that day, judgment will be done in truth, no oppression. Take a look at this following verse after that. Ya Allah. وَوُفِّيَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَا عَمِلَتْ وَوُفِّيَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَا عَمِلَتْ On that day, every person and what they did will be delivered in full. وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يَفْعَلُونَ A roadmap to change from what's happening in Gaza starts with me bringing it back home. What am I prioritizing? How are my priorities going to shift? 
What am I going to invest my time in? What's really worthwhile and what's really insignificant? As I see those realities unfolding there, I need to change. I need to change by what I'm seeing, brothers and sisters. If we were to dig into our past, we'll be able to find great answers. Now here's a, here's a question. This is, a question of the, this is the question of the khutbah. When we spoke about emotional fatigue, there is this sense, and this sense has even been before Gaza, within the hearts of many Muslims, oh, we're just so incapable. We have ajz. We're so backwards. Oh man, there's no way we're ever going to be able to change. Oh, change is so, so far away. And this sense of ajz. Now here's the question. Ajz, inability, being incapable. Is this something that is defined by not being able to change the status quo? I, I could tell you, we're, you know, as we said before, it's absolutely heart-shattering to find so many other Muslim armies in the area and no one even moving a finger to actually come to the refuge. Forget about armies, forget about armies. Send some food, medicine. Put some actual pressure. Instead of meeting with the, the same people that are act exacting such damage on innocent people. Instead of meeting with them and embracing them and hugging them and taking pictures with them. It's heartbreaking. Yes, it's a true emotion. But now, when I see this, how should I react to that? The question, Which one is it? What is ajz? What is in, what's inability? Is it for me to be incapable to change the status quo? Or is it for me to be so weak-hearted that I can't face reality? Is it an inward reality or is it an outward reality? Is it something inside me? When we look at the Prophet ﷺ and his words and his guidance, and now keep this question with you. The Prophet ﷺ says in the hadith, المؤمن القوي خير وحب إلى الله عز وجل من المؤمن الضعيف وفي كل خير احرص على ما ينفعك واستعن بالله ولا تعجز Prophet ﷺ, he says in the hadith, the strong believer is better than the weak one. And both of them have goodness in them. Be keen on what benefits you. And don't ever allow yourself to be ajz, to feel ajz, to be, feel incapability and inability. Now, the wording of the Prophet ﷺ's hadith teaches us that ajz is something that I choose to embrace or reject. It's something that I'm an active participant with. It's not something imposed upon me, right? So if I look at ajz through the sense of something being imposed upon me, it's out of my hands. Oh, we can't do anything. Oh, we're weak. Oh, we have bad rulers. Oh, um, we're unorganized. Oh, we don't have enough technology. Oh, we don't have enough expertise. Oh, this, this, and that, and so on and so forth. But if you look further, look at this. Ajz is a mindset. 
It's an aqliya. It's, it's an emotion. In, inability is an, is an emotion that people embrace with inside, inside, that embrace from inside them. There's another hadith the Prophet says he saw this companion. His name was Abu Umama. He was sitting in the masjid. And he looked depressed. He was sad. Mali Araka. Why are you sitting here? It's not time for prayer. Why are you sitting here? Why do you look so down and depressed? So then he said to the Prophet I'm overwhelmed. There's a lot of things going wrong right now in my life. I have a lot of debt, a lot of conflicts. There's a lot on my mind. So then the Prophet said to him, You want to learn some words? You say these words, they're going to do away with everything you're feeling right now. The Prophet ﷺ told him the dua that we all know. We say it. We said this hadith before. Allahumma ni'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazan. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from grief and concern. Wa'a'udhu bika min al-ajzi. Inside me, this is inside. I seek refuge in you from inability, wal-kasal, and laziness. Wa'a'udhu bika min al-jubni wal-bukhl. Cowardice, I seek refuge in you from cowardice. The person could have all of the fortification and power and training in the world. If cowardice creeps into his heart, none of that will help him. Now let's go back to the question. Were there pockets in history where the ummah had to endure such difficulties that we're dealing with right now? We don't have to look far. Let's look at the time of the Prophet there was a point during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, as he was in Mecca where he had to see realities that would shatter the heart that his companions were going through. Remember Ahadun Ahad. Remember Bilal as he was being tortured by his oppressors. Ya Allah, Bilal, he was taken out to the desert tied to the ground, the hot ground of the desert. They would put a a large, massive stone on his chest, all so that they could change his belief inside. And you know what he would say? You know what he would say? To all of this, Bilal anhu would say to them, and this mentioned the hadith, he would say to them, uh, He would refuse to disbelieve. He'd say, one, one, Allah is one. And then he said to them, Wallahi law a'lamu, if I knew a power, a word that was more um, uh, enraging to you, then Ahadun Ahad, I would have said it. Who's more powerful? Who's the real? Who's who's the real weak person in this equation? Again, alam al ghaybi wa alam al shahada, the witnessed reality, you would say. Of course, Bilal, he's tied to, poor, poor guy, he's tied to the ground of the desert. And he's being tortured in such waves, poor guy. But he was the one who came out most powerful in this equation. Take a look at this, brothers and sisters. There was a point in history where Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab and Umayyah ibn Khalaf thought that the decision was theirs. And that they thought that they were running the show. As some oppressors today think they're running the show. We decide, right? We're the powers of the world. The powers of deceit and deception. History, modern history has shown us the fakeness that are behind the calls of these individuals. Zionism 
as a political movement and all of the corruption and lies that it spread. Capitalism and all the warmongering that it has done in modern reality. In modern history, millions of people dying because of people who are trying to capitalize on wars for their own personal agenda. That's what, that's what these modern Western philosophies have shown us. Brothers and sisters, when we go back to the life of the Prophet would anyone dare say that the Prophet was ever ajiz even for a day? Was ever incapable? Imagine when he was passing by the family of Yasser. <coughs> the family of Yasser. The mother and father were martyred. They were killed. The mother of Sayyidina Ammar. Sayyidina Ammar could not endure the punishment, so he said the words of disbelief. But the Prophet made his heart firm and he said, if they do it to you, do it again. But this family of Yasser, the Prophet had to pass by them and say, Sabran ala Yasir. The only thing that he could do as they were being tortured was say, Be patient, O family of Yasser. Your appointment is in Jannah. No, we need to change our understandings. Ajz is not, inability is not being able to change the status quo. Inability is for us to embrace weakness in our hearts where we're too weak, afraid. To face reality. That's what ajz is. Sayyidina Ammar ibn Yasir and his parents, they faced reality. They were not a people of ajz. The Prophet ﷺ knew that sacrifices needed to be made for victory to happen. That's the reality of it. When Sayyidina Khabbab ibn al-Arat, he came to the Prophet ﷺ. He came to the Prophet and he said, Ya Rasulullah, Prophet ﷺ was in the, in the shade of the Kaaba. And he was sitting and he said, Allah tastansiru lana. Allah tad'ullaha lana. We came to complain to the Prophet and we said to him, Why don't you pray for us for victory? Why don't you why don't you make dua? Do something. Say to say, say ask Allah to give us victory. So then the Prophet stood up and he said, and the Prophet ﷺ said to him, the people of the past would have to make so much sacrifice that a hole would be buried in the ground and they'd be placed in it and they'd be killed on the spot, pressured to abandon their deen and that would not turn them away. What's real strength? What's real weakness? What's ajz and inability and what is himma and azima? It's not about alam al-shahada. Alam al-shahada, people will do whatever they're going to do. Fir'aun, Haman, Qarun, and many of those before them. Wa'adan wa thamuda. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَصْحَابَ الرَّسِّ وَقُرُونًا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ كَثِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, many nations have passed and they have gone, they had their power and then they relinquished it at all. It's not about how things and they appear. No, it's not. It's about alam al-ghayb and alam al-haqiqa. What's the reality by Allah? 
who is the one who's strong and who is the one who's weak. Brothers and sisters, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who really define their roadmap to personal change and community change by what's happening now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make what's happening in Gaza now the beginning of a roadway to change for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and for the reality of humanity as a whole. Allahumma aminu du'allahu antum muqinuna bil ijabah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Ashrafil Khalqi wa Sayyidil Mursalina wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amaloon Amma ba'd, brothers and sisters Philistine has come a long way from al-wathiq al-umariyya and the umariyan charter to our present day Islam teaches us that when truth prevails, justice reigns. And Islam teaches us through our rich tradition, Al-Adlu Asasul Mulk, that the foundations of proper rule are on justice. Sayyidina Umar, when he entered Jerusalem, the beautiful Wathiqa, the Umarian Charter, he said words that shows you what Islam brings wherever it goes. هذا ما أعطى عبد الله عمر أمير المؤمنين أهل إلياء من الأمان أعطاهم أمانا لأنفسهم وأموالهم ولكنائسهم ولصلبانهم and then the wathika goes on he says beautifully in the very beginning of it عمر the servant of Allah the leader of the believers gives security and peace to the people of إلياء and the people of Jerusalem on their selves and on their families and on their property and wealth and on their churches and on their crosses. That's what Islam brings wherever it goes. The modern reality that we see that's been conjured about by individuals who are cut off from Allah, secular in their mindset and attitude, preying upon the weak for capitalist ends, for political agendas. These are the individuals that have corrupted the earth that we live on. As Allah says, ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Brothers and sisters, Allah wants us to go back. Wants us to go back to Him. The way, the road map for change for us as individuals through what's happening in Gaza is by making it theocentric. Going back to Allah. About Allah, about my connection with Allah, making my priorities centered on Allah. Blocking out all those distractions and the noise that is so, so nonsensical and so useless. That's what the lesson is in the present moment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us right now an ummah that's strong in its connection to al qawiyul aziz. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us an ummah that is resilient in its connection with Him subhanahu. May Allah usher the change that is needed for humanity. As we see humanity today, it's been, it's been riddled with so much corruption, lies, hypocrisy, oppression, and wrongdoing. And the Prophet ﷺ tells us that this will be one of the realities of the end of times. And when Imam Mahdi comes, 
this oppression will be done away with and justice will reign instead of it. May Allah allow us to see that if it is in our lifetimes and may Allah make us a part of this change that needs to happen from within us and from in with everything around us. Allahumma ameen. Allahumma fillana warhamna. وعافنا واعف عنا وتجاوز عن سيئاتنا اللهم اغفر لصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا وشاهدنا وغائبنا اللهم نحييته منا فاحيه على الايمان ومن امته منا فمتوا على الاسلام اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا اخره وخير عملنا خواتمه وخير ايامنا يوم نلقاك فيه وانت راض عنا امين امين واخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين واقم الصلاه الله اكبر الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني يرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض أثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس أشتاتا ليروا أعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم 
صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعاديات ضبحا فالموريات قدحا فالمغيرات صبحا فأثرن به نقعا فوسطن به جمعا إن الإنسان لربه لكنود وإنه على ذلك لشهيد وإنه لحب الخير لشديد أفلا يعلم إذا بعثر ما في القبور وحصل ما في الصدور إن ربهم بهم يومئذ لخبير الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا رسول الله صلاة العصر إن شاء الله is in about 15 minutes so we're going to pray صلاة العصر right after أذان إن شاء الله it's at 2.20 إن شاء الله um, uh, in this past Tuesday we had our first burial in our new uh, Muslim cemetery or our new plot in the cemetery. We have a cemetery in Clifton now that we have a big plot in. It's on Main Avenue next to Costco. And uh, we had our first burial in it on Tuesday. This is going to be the f- a burial place for our community for the next 20 years perhaps. We have a few thousand plots uh, set for us and for our community in this cemetery. The first burial in this graveyard was of a seven-year-old boy. His name is Yusuf al-Zahri. He passed away from brain cancer. And we ask Allah Azza wa to have mercy upon him and to um, give his family patience and to give them great reward. So we, inshallah, we, we, we're asked to make dua for him. So we make dua. 
اللهم ربنا اجعله فرطا لوالديه وذخرا لهما في الجنة اللهم اجعله واقفا على باب الجنة ينتظرهما يأخذ بأيديهما إلى على جناتك جنات النعيم يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعله شفيعا لهما يوم الدين اللهم اجعله شفيعا لهما يوم الدين اللهم اجعله شفيعا لهما يوم الدين اللهم صبرهما صبرهم على فراقه اللهم صبرهم على فراقه اللهم صبرهم على فراقه اللهم عنهم وامددهم بمدد من 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 عندك يا رب العالمين وعوضهم خيرا اللهم ربنا اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا وتقبل شهداءنا يا رب العالمين اللهم تقبل شهداءنا اللهم تقبل شهداءنا واحقن دماءهم يا رب العالمين امين امين we pray this is when we lose one young soul in our community it affects us this much imagine our brothers and sisters in Gaza who've lost thousands of children thousands of children the, the, the death toll is past 10,000 now and by the time this thing ends Allahu alam where it will truly be at this is what they were able to count not counting those